0: Welcome to today's episode of Between Means and Beans. My name is Nina, and I'm joined by my best friend, partner, and baby daddy, Dayan.
1: And together, we're a couple of 20-something-year-olds just trying to navigate this whole first-time parenting thing.
0: So we're laying it all out there and talking about all the things you wish your parents told you about love, sex, and happiness.
1: So we were reading some of the reviews, and we're just so happy with all the love that we've received on this show thus far. and. Um, Obviously, we want to take everything into account. So we read some of the ones that were kind of like, you know, we have potential, but we kind of we kind of go in these uh, tangents every once in a while. And uh, I tend to get interrupted every now and then. <laughs> I'm not salty about it at all, but I, I see that some people found that, you know, that was irritating for them while trying to listen. So I guess right now we're going to address some of nina's toxic <laughs> <laughs> toxic behaviors nina would you like to speak um some more in regards to this topic here
0: you see how I, I stayed nice and quiet it's actually so crazy how hard it is and it's not because i want to interrupt you to dominate the conversation yeah what i've realized and i did a bit of research on this too because i'm like why am i like this mm-hmm. you know um Well, I I mean,
1: first you got sad for a little bit.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I definitely got sad. I mean, it's hard. Like, even though what I do for work exposes me to criticism kind of 24-7, it always does hit you. Mm -hmm. Like, it just, it always does. Like, I don't think you ever get to a place where you're like, yeah, just it fully rolls off my back. Like, I think I'm getting to a place where it becomes a little bit faster Yeah, where I can work through it. But But you need
1: to give yourself that moment to just kind of... Yeah, let it, let it hit you for a bit, and then go from there.
0: Yeah, I fully sat in it, and I was sad, and I, I'm not going to lie. Like, it really made me upset and just really down on myself for probably, like, the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, two, three days, and... She kept
1: asking me, like, do I actually interrupt you like, all <laughs> the time? And I was like, no, I mean, you're fine. It's just... Like, I understand... For me, the thing is, like, I understand the intent and, like, where it's coming from, but... uh i can see like i can agree with like that it can be annoying as a listener um so yeah so yeah so like it's so hard when you don't interrupt me
0: (laughs) right i'm telling you it's so hard and the reason why i think i interrupt you a lot there's there's a couple reasons because i can think of a couple different times in which i've done it Mm -hmm. and usually when i do it it's kind of to agree with you and it's to move the conversation and it's not Mm -hmm. to deviate from what it is you're trying to say like i'm trying to be like i hear you and like same or like yes totally like i think what people also don't realize is that i personally have more experience like talking and expressing my thoughts and you know like i had my youtube channel for four years and then Mm -hmm. dayon came in like what like the the past like two three years and even then, like, you're you're still quite awkward sometimes. It's tough. It's honestly
1: so <laughs> tough. It's not easy to, like, to talk this naturally and, like, have all the words that you want to say. For me, I feel like a lot of the words, because I, I low-key, like, back out, and then I have them <laughs> at the tip of my tongue. And I think the reason why I don't get upset with you interrupting me is because... I know that you see that I'm struggling, and then you help me either complete the sentence or complete the idea, or have the conversation go in the direction that I do want it to go. (laughs) I just... You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's still, like... It's still nerve-wracking, in a sense. Like, it's just still, like, what am I going to say? You know what I mean? So um yeah it definitely is quite helpful when you interrupt me
0: (laughs) that's the thing is that i i can see why you know like when we're in the middle of arguments and i interrupt you i i do realize why that's frustrating because i catch myself and i hear myself when you're saying something and like okay but don't you think and then it's because you're saying something that I don't agree with, and I can I can totally see why that's mm-hmm. annoying because I'm not letting you finish your thought. But I feel like most of the time when I'm interrupting you, it's because I see that you're struggling, and I'm like, okay, hey, let me just help you out because I know exactly what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And it's just us being on like that, that literally like the amount of times that me and Dayan complete each other's senses, not in like a corny way, but just we just do, like we're literally on the same brainwave. Or like sing most the, of the same time. song yeah, at like, random it's, times. It's yeah. so weird, but I feel like that's why I interrupt and it's because like I'm trying to relate to you and if I do think about like kind of where this came from like I didn't used to be like this I didn't used to be a big talker at all growing up like I was so so quiet and I'm actually trying to do a lot of work to like get back into that version of myself not like being quiet but just being kind of at peace and more slow and more soft and Mm -hmm. um over time like it was was basically when I went to high school, I decided full stop, I'm going to switch up. I'm going to become popular. I'm going to like speak my mind. um, And I forced myself to be social, to be outgoing, to talk.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: also when I was in high school, that was when I like really started to care about school. And my teachers really pushed us to, even if you don't know what you're going to say, like just raise your hand and let it flow. And like, Mm -hmm. don't be scared of judgment. And in a lot of ways that helped me. And in a lot of ways, I think, that's why I do kind of interrupt you and it, it doesn't stem from like me trying to dominate the conversation. It stems from like a feeling of social anxiety where I'm like, oh, like I don't want to do it, but like, let's push yourself, like let's do it. And I guess I'm not always picking up at when somebody is done with their thought because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I see what you're saying. Yes, let me like keep going on it, you know, and that's my way of being agreeable. And yeah, yeah and I, 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 t-
1: I totally get that because I get that not when i speak with you but when i speak with certain people and i have like these two friends in particular that i do tend to interrupt and you actually pointed it out <laughs> <laughs> when we just had a friend like our friends over and then i guess i did i i, I see that it comes from excitement because yeah. it's like i'm excited about what they're saying and like maybe not to sound rude but maybe they're not getting there <laughs> fast enough so i was like i'd jump in and be like nah you know like say like say my piece that adds to the conversation as well But then there's also that part that's like, which I understand in the form of a podcast where it's like, you have something that you want to say and you know that you don't want to forget it because if you were to let me continue on a tangent, you'd probably forget what you had to say. Do you know what I mean? So I can understand where it's like, oh shit, I have this that I want to say. So I can understand that you want to jump in and that's also like a form of excitement, right? Because it's like, it's excitement and then also like fear of like forgetting. Well, Uh, it's
0: it's that, but it's also like... To be fair, like all these topics that we've talked about in the podcast, except for the ones where I'm like, we've actually never talked about this before. I pretty much know all these things about Dayon. And so when we're telling stories, a lot of times, like I feel like Dayan's like, go, 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 like, rushes through all the points, and then he's like, whoa, wait, I forgot, and then goes back. And so I'm like, hey, that's a really messy way of telling a yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. So when he's telling a story. I'm like, "No, no, no, like you forgot this." Or like, "Wait, but also this important detail." And yeah, I guess like, because oh, right. you
1: know, like you yeah, know the so details know, of yeah. the story, so, just- so it's like <laughs> so it's like, "Yo, you left that out. That was yeah. vital or whatever." So, yeah, I totally get that. Um, it's just hard, you know, when you're in a relationship and you just know each other so well.
0: <laughs> but it's I think tough. like that's the thing is that there's just I think what I've come to realize is that there's a lot of different versions of interrupting and even though some of them come out of good intent, I can understand how, as a listener, it can get frustrating. And sometimes the ones that are not so out of good intent, those ones I can work on. So just know that I am actively working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw online that some people will write notes like if it's like oh like i really want to say something while you're saying something then i'll write a note but i i totally would just write a note and then not listen to what you're saying so i'm just gonna sit with my piece and not think about what i want to say and just let you talk (laughs) and there's probably gonna be some awkward pauses (laughs) moving forward because
1: and just relinquish that control though yeah because like even if we i feel like even if we miss something that we feel is like really important like it's not the end of the world like we can mention it In another scenario or another episode. Yeah. Um, But yeah. It can be messy. Exactly. So right now, as we're talking about it, like, I don't want this to come off as we're justifying (laughs) the fact of, like, you know, being interrupted and, like, interrupting each other, so to speak. But yeah, like, we're well aware of it at this point. (laughs) I mean, once you see it, like, when you see a review and people say stuff like that, it's like... It wasn't
0: just one review. Yeah, there was...
1: Yeah, there was a... What was it? It was a total of three. It wasn't, like, a crazy amount. But Yeah
0: i mean this is another i guess this could be considered a toxic behavior is that there were so many great reviews so so many great reviews thank you and then thank you so much like (laughs) i like to not only listen to the podcast but then to go out of your way to rate the show means the world to us, and obviously that really helps with our ratings and our viewership and or sorry listening ship listenership. Um, and
1: just for us to like know what we're doing mm-hmm. good and what we're you know what we can work on.
0: Yeah, so it's like for us, I feel like all of those. Yeah, like I I would say it's a toxic behavior because we got so many great reviews, and then I fixate it on the three. And but I that's think it's human important. Yeah, too. it is, but it's also like I feel like it's important. To, you know, get to this place where I can acknowledge, yes, there's truth in what they're saying. Um, because so much of me wanted to just shut down and be like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm just gonna talk because it's my podcast. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, but at the end of the day, like, there's truth in it. And it hurts Mm. and it sucks, but like the truth always hurts and it's beneficial to my growth. And so Thank you for the people that wrote that. And, I mean, the thing is, it wasn't even, like, flat-out rude. It was like, this is a great podcast. it's great potential. But Nina really interrupts Aeon all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, let's talk about our other toxic behaviors since we're on this topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll let you take it away. So that it's not 90% me. That was another That was another review. Yeah, that was
1: the other thing, right? <laughs> well, you know what, CSD? I feel like... Uh, is it a toxic behavior? But I feel like a lot of times I do also... Have like that imposter syndrome where I feel like I don't really have anything important to say. So a lot of times when, you know, I listen to you and I'm like, oh my god, like everything she's saying is amazing. And when it comes to quote unquote like my turn to speak, I feel like I can like start saying something, and then you get that imposter syndrome kicking in, and then you're like, What am I even talking about? Like what am I even saying? And then you start talking in circles and then and then you point out, like, Dan, you're talking in circles. And then I'm like, oh, fuck. What's going on, right? So it's, it's, that's, like, a hard habit and thing that I need to break. Um, so is that really a toxic thing? I don't know. I think that's just something that's within my own head. And so that's, like, a thing that I need to break. But... Uh,
0: I have a question for you. For
1: sure. Hit me with it.
0: Is this something that you became aware of, I guess, after I came into your life? Or is this, like, something... Because, like, I do do a lot of talking for, like, social media and work. Or is it something that you've always kind of been aware of?
1: I've always been aware of it. I mean, even in school, like, I wasn't... I I, I rarely ever, like, put my hand up to answer any questions. The only time I really spoke was to tell a joke. And, like, I mean, I was, like, the class clown. So I never really... I never really took anything seriously. I never really contributed much in regards to, like, actually... I guess, like, I was always scared to, like, make myself vulnerable in that sense. Do you know what I mean? mm mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, so I guess, like, it's always something I was dealing with. And I think it hits me even more when I realize that someone that I'm around is better at something than I am. Do you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. that makes me even more nervous, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, you are better than me at, like, speaking in public and stuff like that. And, and, like, I respect that. And I'm, like, in awe of it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, it just gets like a little bit, a little bit scary to like say my piece sometimes, and like, and I feel, I kind of wait for you to save the day because I'm like I know <laughs> that Nina's gonna say some like actual important shit. So,
0: but I think that's the thing too is that, you feeling that way, and I I am I know that you feel that way, and I, I think I could have done more, and I can do more, to make it a space where you feel like you can actually say things. Like it doesn't need to sound intelligent it doesn't need to be mm-hmm. put together you know like the same way that my teachers held space for me wow I feel like I'm gonna cry it's like so full circle <laughs> I feel like the same way that my teachers held space for me in high school to just speak your mind whatever comes out mm-hmm. like it was messy like when I first started raising my hand and speaking like the things that I said just didn't make any sense but like my teachers were amazing and being like okay what I think I'm I'm hearing that you're saying and they would pull out these things and, and it would make me feel so smart because it's like yeah i didn't say it like that but you got what i'm trying to say Mm, you know mm -hmm. so i feel like i want this podcast i feel like i want to reinvent the podcast so like i want it new beginnings yeah (laughs) i want it to be a space where you can feel comfortable because it is supposed to be a conversation between the two of us Mm -hmm. and um i mean i guess like we're not aware of the ways that we're talking to each other in our everyday conversations And we're hyper aware of it now because other people are listening. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely something that I can try to be more aware of moving forward. And I think like also for you, you don't ask me a whole lot of like digging questions because I naturally do that for myself. Like I like to dig deep. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But well, because you're you're used to like talking to yourself as well. Yeah. Whereas I don't, (laughs) I don't think like I don't even do that in my own brain. Do you know what I mean? Like if we think about like how our mind works in a sense. Like you have a lot of conversations with yourself and you're able to do that. You're able to like journal as well and all those things. And um, I do think, I feel that I think a lot more visually. So mm-hmm. I can't really put things down, put things down in words. Um, it's easier for me to like just talk and have a conversation. But when it's like I have to make a point, that's where that's where it's difficult, right? Because like, I feel like I'm great when it's just like natural conversation with people where it's mm-hmm. like, there's no pressure to to say something that is actually of meaning you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like if i could just say dumb shit just to say dumb shit i'm fine with that you know what i mean but like when i have to actually (laughs) when i have to actually like prove a point or like have it you know be like intellectual in a sense right Mm -hmm. like i kind of panic you know what i mean so and that's yeah i'm not it's hard for me to like figure out ways to like ask myself questions do you know what i mean and you're really good at that which is why you can keep going (laughs) Yeah, that's why literally, yeah, yeah, that's
0: why the podcast is literally ninety percent me because I just keep talking. It's, it's um, what is it like over the weekend? I was doing um a retreat for this mastermind that I'm a part of, and the activity is to set up two chairs, and then you're you're speaking to your higher self, and the exercise was relatively not easy, but um, it was intuitive for me because I have this dialogue with Mm -hmm. myself all the time. And I'm like, Dan, you need to do this because there's so much that you can unlock within yourself and like dig deeper. And like, I feel like you have so many limiting beliefs about yourself that you hold to be true, but it's like, why are those there? You know, like how do we, how do we unlock it and break it down so that we can fix them? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you need to do this exercise. And he's like, I have no fucking idea how to even start that. And I'm like, what do you mean? And it's just like, we fundamentally think so different. Mm -hmm. And like, a part of me wants to help you to be able to do that because I feel like it's valuable. But, but that at the same time, I'm like, is that me putting a pressure on you and being like, this is the best way to think. This is how you should be thinking. I just, I don't really know. That's,
1: yeah, I mean, that's hard to say because like, I mean, what is the norm? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. even, even for me, if we're going to go back to like, I feel like as early as elementary school where, you know, like the teacher has, has your teacher ever given you like a journal?
0: yeah and then all they the go time. like
1: write in this and just just show me that yeah, you're like free write. yeah just show me that you did something mm-hmm. right and mine was always empty the only time that it was full of stuff was like with drawings
0: even okay so i think for me like what i want to understand about you is like where it all started from so like do you ever remember a time where you actually tried to actually put pen to paper and like wrote or like express yourself because i feel like what i think is that maybe at some point you experienced somebody telling you that like it wasn't enough or that it wasn't good because i mean just knowing like the other experiences that you've had in school
1: yeah like in regards to trauma received from it like i i don't yeah i don't know i think i think it's all within myself like i would just i would try maybe i tried journaling before and then i would just like throw it away And that's the thing, like, I wouldn't let anybody see it. So, like, when it came to, I don't know, I just, yeah, I just felt like I I was, like, didn't want to do things. Like, I didn't want to write. Like, I just really disliked writing, and I didn't want to do it. And, like, it was, like, almost an obligation in school. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of times, like, I didn't hand in assignments, and I didn't hand in things that I needed to do. So, but, like, I I can't really, I don't feel like that there was any trauma that stemmed from it. I think it was just, that was just something I personally didn't feel comfortable doing for myself. And it wasn't like, or maybe I suppressed it, but I don't think it was anything that, like, someone has, you know, said to me or critiqued me on. Do you know what I mean?
0: I guess, what about also, so separate from writing, like you said earlier, that you wouldn't even raise your hand to, like, talk in class, except to make a joke. Like, was there ever a time where you did speak out? or is? Oh, it- in,
1: like, grade two. Not even, actually, it was, like, grades. Well, yeah, I mean, early on, like, grade two, like, I kind of realized I disliked school and there was something so small though it was it was a bad teacher but um basically this one kid next to me just kept trying to say he wanted to go to the bathroom but I think he had like a speech impediment so it wasn't it wasn't coming across to the teacher and she didn't understand what he was asking and I fully understood what he asked and without putting my hand up I was like oh I think he's saying that he wants to go to the bathroom and she's like yelled at me she's like only speak when your hand is up um she's like don't speak unless like unless i tell you you can speak and i was like fuck like that shit hit me as like a little kid i was like i was only trying to help and i was just, i don't know i just like felt so angry and was like fuck yeah. this shit and i'm like i'm not saying shit ever again
0: <laughs> well, there you go
1: there you go <laughs> we figured there it out we go. there
0: we go
1: but um yeah it kind of felt like it felt like it stemmed from there because she was also rude she also swore a few times like i think she called me a son of a bitch at some point and i don't i can't fully remember why Damn. Yeah um but yeah she was very uh she was very heated about a lot of things and um yeah it kind of it kind of sucked out the joy of like being a child and like being in school you Mm -hmm. know what I mean because I was excited I had a lot of my friends that like my first friends that I met when we moved into uh into where we where we grew up in Vancouver um and then yeah we all had classes together I was like super excited about it but yeah she kind of she kind of killed the mood for for me especially and then it kind of happened, like, as, as the grades, as I went to, like, the next year and, like, n- different teachers and I would get in trouble for stuff that I felt like wasn't me. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, a misinterpretation of me. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, that kind of followed me all throughout school, like, mm-hmm. throughout high school. Like, I would just get in trouble for stuff that, I mean, I guess, like, it was, like, at that point, too, that kind of shaped my demeanor coming mm-hmm. into classrooms. And I think teachers picked that up and they thought, like, oh, he's going to be a bad kid. And that kind of just followed me so that was like a thing I couldn't ever shake so I never really felt I never really felt like I wanted to participate
0: mm-hmm. in the
1: things that like they wanted me to do and I just kept feeling like I was just gonna do my own thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, that kind of shaped who I am today yeah there so you go <laughs> yeah that sounds exactly like the day that I know today yeah.
0: I guess also I was gonna ask you, um earlier when you would draw like in your journal because i do know like a lot of people are visual like some people like have to doodle so that they can actually listen or like Mm -hmm. comprehend and so like when you were drawing like were you drawing things that like were of meaning to you or was it just like fun doodles that you know like when they're like okay sit down and free write
1: um well i'll tell you like i actually got in trouble in grade three where it's like we were all doing a a pop quiz Mm -hmm. and um and i just didn't know any of the answers because it was, like, it was, like, problem-solving answers. And I, like, I don't know. I just wasn't in the mood to do it. And I think my my hardest thing was, like, doing something on the spot when I don't feel motivated to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if I were able to take things home, then, like, I'd probably be able to do it. But if it was, like, on the spot and something that was due at the end of the class, I wouldn't do it. So I ended up actually just drawing, like, a grasshopper with a top hat. <laughs> and then I forget what he said, but he had a speech bubble and he said something funny. And then my teacher... Was upset because she's like, You were there for the whole time and you didn't answer one question. But I flipped it, I flipped the page over to the back and I saw your illustration. She's like, It's a really cute drawing, it's a great drawing, you're very talented. Like, basically giving me all those compliment sandwiches, yeah. right? But um, yeah, she just didn't understand why I didn't. And I was just like, I just didn't, I wasn't in the mood to answer any questions and I just didn't feel like I would have got it right anyways. And I just wanted to draw. So yeah I, I, there's
0: so much to unpack there. yeah
1: i mean i just love drawing too so i just like kept drawing shit but yeah i mean it's like it's an issue i don't know what what's wrong with me
0: well, but uh even
1: when it was like multiple choice questions i like didn't even circle things yeah even though like it's just multiple choice that like, you could just guess but yeah i just like would draw i would always draw like little things on the side and it would just be like little like logos or like cloud thunderbolts and stuff like that but yeah yeah
0: I mean, we talked about this in our reparenting podcast and mm-hmm. actually thank you so much to everyone that's like DM'd us about it because I think that's the episode that we get the most feedback from and how like it's really helped a lot of people kind of like look at your own like relationship um with your family and with your parents and with yourself and so thank you. But we talked about this in our reparenting one where you got so much praise when you were younger, and I feel like kind of when we talk and what we're talking about now and also when we talk regularly the thing that always comes up is that you're so afraid to try that like if you try even a little bit then you might fail and that fear is so strong that it like prohibits you from kind of doing anything it's like paralysis Mm -hmm. and I guess like you were aware of that Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we've talked about this before Is there anything that you think that you can do knowing that to kind of help you move forward?
1: Yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Just doing it, I guess, right? Like, just, I mean, like, as literal as it is, like, just facing your fears. And that's kind of what I've been learning to do since high school. And just, like, you know, just trying to throw myself into just try this shit. If it doesn't work, like, what's the worst that can happen And, like, you know, I'm still battling with it to this day. But um, you've helped me out a lot in regards to, like, throwing myself out there, most notably with um, Saturday mornings, which was my dream to do. And I sat on that for, like, years. And, um, yeah, I think that that was, like, the opening, the opening of that door for me. Do you know what I mean? Where it's, like, what are you really afraid of? Just go out and do it. Um, I still fear, like, that I'll lose I'll lose steam in a sense, but I'm not as afraid of, like, someone telling me that it's whack or it's not for them. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I think it's just really just, like, head on facing your fears. Also, we went quite off topic, eh?
0: We have. (laughs) Yeah, this is... uh, Well, this is toxic behaviors. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like it still is in the realm of toxic behaviors because I feel like what... Part of it might be for you, and I have it too, is perfectionism. And it's like that thing that people always say in like job Out interviews. A job interview, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, mm, what is my worst trait? But I feel like it really is so true. And I talked about this mastermind program that I've in, I'm in before. And I'll probably bring it up again a lot. Probably just because it's really helped me come to realize a lot of things about myself. And um, the ways in which I limit myself And then how that affects my work. Um, Like I originally joined it because I wanted to learn how to like scale my business and all these things. And I'm learning so much about myself. And essentially like perfectionism is something that affects every single person that's a part of this program that I'm in. And it doesn't matter whether you're incredibly successful, making literally like millions of dollars. Like there are people in this program that are very successful. And the same in regards to like wealth. Yeah, in regards to wealth and business. Because
1: success is just a myth.
0: Success is a myth. (laughs) Listen to our last podcast. (laughs)
1: Exactly.
0: Um, Actually, not the last one, the one before that. But essentially, even though they're monetarily successful or, you know, like successful in their business and are doing something that they love, like that feeling of perfectionism never really goes away. And I think that for me, realizing that really helped me kind of like lift that load off because even though you know that striving for perfection isn't real, like, it's not actually attainable, it's still something that I actively do, like, every single time I sit down Mm -hmm. at my computer. And, like, I feel like I just get so hard on myself because, like, I want to control everything, you know? And a big part of what I'm trying to unlearn right now is relinquishing control. And when you just trust the process, like, trust that everything's gonna be okay, you know, that, like, It's gonna be fine. Like you worry so much about literally nothing. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, like this is kind of like a very broad context, but I think in general, like when it comes to blue, when it comes to our relationship, when it comes to business, when it comes to money, like whether or not we're gonna have enough money to pay for rent, you know, like I think that there are things that you should obviously do. To set yourself up, but past that, there's there's not much else you can do. And, like, worrying about things and trying to make everything perfect all the time just causes me so much stress, and it, it actually makes it harder for me to work. And it, it gets to that point where I just go into paralysis. Yeah. And, like, I feel like, for you, it might be a more extreme case because you don't even start it. I start it, and then I'm like, okay, no, 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 no. Like, back up, back up, back up. You can't release this because it's not perfect.
1: But I also don't finish. Like, yeah, you. If it, I ever yeah. start something, I, like... <laughs> I really just can't complete it. Yeah. And I think a thing that you told me really resonated with me. And this is before you took the courses or anything, but it was in regards to me editing your videos and how like I am a perfectionist and like mm-hmm. keep thinking like what I can do to to fix it and adjust it, as well as when I do designs for clients. Uh, you told me that if you spending this extra time on it is going to bring you more money then do it but if not like who are you doing it for and what is the mm-hmm. point do you know what i mean so yeah that in that kind of helps me in relation to business <laughs> in relation to like, you <laughs> yeah in regards to like yeah like doing i mean the video right like if i'm editing your video and then i'm like nitpicking on like certain details that realistically no one else is going to notice except for me um and it's actually just wasting time like if it's making my job a lot longer Mm -hmm. then it's like what what is its worth do you know what i mean because Mm -hmm. time is literally money and your time is worth money so that took me took me a while to fully like grasp do you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and and yes when you told me that that kind of i mean it didn't fully like diminish (laughs) it from happening but it it, it did help me quite a bit
0: well even now you're editing a lot faster and Mm -hmm. it still takes time but I think, yeah. Pushing yeah. Relinquishing control. Yeah, really pushing control. And when I first started editing, I would literally, like, move... Okay, so uh, this is kind of hard if you, like, aren't familiar with editing videos, but essentially, like, you know, if you have, like, a photo on top of a video and you're, like, trying to put it in the corner and then you have it somewhere else and you're trying to keep it in the same exact spot like in we're that in both, corner. In both of the clips? Yeah, in, the in same both spot? the clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry if this isn't making any sense, but basically I would, like, try and line it up to the exact number like it has to be in the exact same spot but realistically anybody watching this video is gonna be like oh it's in the right hand corner oh again it's in the right hand corner it's not like oh it's it's a millimeter off it's Mm -hmm. it's it's a little bit off and therefore it's sloppy and therefore i'm not gonna like this video yeah like that's the things that i would fixate on yeah like that's the stuff that i would fixate on and it got to the point where i was like it would literally take me an extra hour to -hmm. go through every single clip and align everything to the, like, I don't even know if it's millimeter, but to the millimeter, so that everything was in the exact same place. And, like, I think for some things, you know, you need that precision. You need attention to detail, but it's a balance, because you could literally fixate over everything. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, where I kind of learned that mentality is when you're in school and when you're writing, like, when you're writing, like, your first essay. And... That's your first draft. You go back, you do a second draft. You might go back again, you do a final draft. But that final draft could still be edited. Over time, you could keep returning to that same essay and edit a million times over. Yeah. And get it closer and closer and closer to what you think perfection is. But perfection doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, like It's just always so just a work in progress. Yeah. You have to
1: know when to step away from it. Yeah. So
0: exactly. like that's why when it comes to things that are making you money, like when you're doing designs... And it's, like, you're fixating over, like, this small little detail. And I'm, like, mm-hmm. will the client even care? Like, probably exactly, not. Yeah. So, I mean, for anybody out there that does I don't know, any kind of this, like, freelance stuff, what I find that's really helpful is when you find yourself diving into that, like, rabbit hole of just, like, small little edits. And you're, like, is this worth it? I don't know. Stop. Send it to your client and be like, "Hey, this is my first draft. What do you think?" And your first client your client might be like, "That looks amazing. I have literally no edits." in which case stop like yeah yeah. like stop stop stressing yourself out over the little things that only matter to you Mm -hmm. and again like this there is a fine line you know like you want to give them amazing work that you're proud of but a lot of times like the things that you really 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 care about because you care so much about the little details like might not matter to somebody.
1: yeah i mean i I honestly wasted a lot of my time like from the beginning of like my career that i that i put in quotations but um, so we've been talking about this category or this topic is supposed to be about toxic behaviors, but it looks like we've kind of went into like habits that aren't the best. <laughs> and, um, that
0: could be toxic behaviors. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, where it's like... Habits it's,
0: that aren't the best. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's where we're talking less, I feel, about things that are toxic and more about things that are holding us back, which I think is great. Um, yeah. We can rename we can rename well, the, the only title. The reason or... why I said
0: toxic behaviors is because online a lot of articles were saying that interrupting is a toxic behavior, yeah. which I fully, fully see because I don't want to get to a place where I become so used to communicating like that mm. that it drives people away that people are like i straight up don't want to talk to you because you're just going to talk over me like yeah. what's the point
1: and in regards to this podcast we don't want you guys to fall off and stop wanting to listen yeah. because <laughs> of that reason so. so if
0: you guys have please come back i'm working on it i'm better i swear
1: <laughs> but um i actually do just want to get back to what we were talking about how you learn to relinquish control mm-hmm. and and um one thing that i learned with that in regards to like us trying to do what we're doing together for me, it was about like knowing that it's okay to let other people do it. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause like for me, a lot of times it's like, if I know that I can do it or like save money by like having me do it, then I'd be like, yeah, it's fine. I can do it. And then that usually turns out to the job not being done mm-hmm. because I've already agreed to too much. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I've, I've kind of learned to, to let go of that. Like, Fear and that toxic behavior of like, oh, like, what's the point of spending money or, you know, giving it to somebody else when I can design that or I can install those tiles or, you know, like, I can, you know, make this, make that or whatever it is. So,
0: yeah, it's like piling on way too much and it's like taking on more than you can handle. Yeah. And that does get toxic to a point because, I mean, you're really only hurting yourself. And I think that the reason why we're both like that, and I think a lot of people are like this because like I feel like we were raised as very frugal and very mm-hmm. like DIY do it yourself like my parents were very much like why would you pay for something if you could make it yourself and that's why I learned how to sew like I made a lot of my clothes and um like I would DIY everything when I was younger and obviously I had time to do that but now we're at a point in our life and when it comes to business like I think you know when it comes to home stuff that's different like you know we'll tile our stuff we'll like paint it ourselves like for home things and personal things, then it kind of makes more sense to to DIY. But when you're applying that mentality to work, that's when it gets really difficult. Because like, if like that saying time is money, what that basically means is that like, in the time that it takes you to fixate on something, or Mm -hmm. to do something that doesn't make you more income, you could have been doing something else that actually is making you more income. Yeah. So, like, And you I feel give like, someone
1: else a job, yeah, too. Yeah, and
0: you hire other people. Like, I think, like, this is coming up for you because, like, I am currently in a season... Not even a season. Like, this is the first time ever where I'm, like, full-on hiring people. And maybe we can do another podcast episode on this because it is a lot um, to dive into right now. But I am hiring people. I am growing my team. And it's really scary. But honestly, like for the most part, like I think the overwhelming emotion that I feel is excitement and relief because I've been taking on so, 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 so much that I, I've just become so used to it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm finally like, okay, I can get help. And we are in a place financially where I think it's okay. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure that we're going to be okay. Um, But the thing is like, also you have to spend money to make money. And I always feel weary whenever i say things like this because i'm like don't take me the wrong way like (laughs) like you have to be smart about where you're putting your money but to be able to provide jobs for other people like to be able to hire my friends is literally the most fulfilling feeling yeah and i feel like now i'm saying things that i want to save for a future podcast so i'll just leave it at that Mm -hmm. but yeah relinquishing control and being able to step back and say you know what i'm not the best person for this job let's bring on somebody else that and
1: that's where and that's where like we were talking about earlier where i always had that fear if we're gonna jump back to like me in elementary school and stuff like whereas like if someone was better than me at something Mm -hmm. like i either wouldn't try or i would just let it really get to me you Mm -hmm. know what i mean so that's the other thing is like understanding that i am not the best person for this job Mm -hmm. and i should just like first step like admit that like this person can design this better than i can so why would i try and like take this on do you know what i mean
0: well i think i mean okay the way you just phrased that was very like bringing yourself down but no, 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 no. i think it's it's nothing. that's not but
1: that's not what i'm saying yeah
0: okay what are you trying to say
1: <laughs> what i'm trying to say is not necessarily that you know i'm not as good as this person but it's just about understanding that like i'm not in a position to like really work on it right now and it's not necessarily in my style or like whatever it may be it's just it's just realizing that like instead of having that like denial or like that like defensiveness where you're like no i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna prove it to myself that i can do it in like a competitive way Mm -hmm. as opposed to like i'm wearing myself thin you know what i mean so it's like and and giving another person opportunity who you know you do believe is gonna do a great job on it so that that's where like i've kind of learned to to delegate in that way where it's like stop trying to say that i can do this and then it necessarily never coming out the way i want it to because a i don't have enough time and b it's like out of like my i guess like what
0: area i'm of used expertise. to yeah, yeah area of expertise like exactly <laughs> Um, no, but I think that's another thing too, is that it gives you time to do the things you're actually good at. Mm -hmm. Like that's the main, that's the main point. Like, it's not like, okay, like I'm not good at any of this stuff. Delegate, delegate, delegate. It's, I mean, that might be part of it, but it's also, let me refocus my energy on something that I am good at. And like, I think that a lot of this is coming up as well because we're in a very slow transition to like Dan being like very much full-time like dad
1: which is what i want to be
0: and which is what you want to be and so that's why like whenever things come up where you're trying to take on too much i'm like but why are you saying that this is what you want and yet you're showing me something else Mm -hmm. you know like if you want to be full-time dad like relinquish control you know like step back from the things that are taking you away from that yeah and so then that's where it gets confusing for me and i'm always trying to like recenter you and be like hey Mm -hmm. what is it that you truly want and We've been communicating so much lately because I'm always checking in. I'm like, are you okay? Are you happy? Like, are you like, you know, satisfied with like the life that we have right now? And I just feel like this is so far out of our realm, this transition and, you know, having a baby that like, I just want to make sure that you're okay, that you're happy.
1: (laughs) Just so the listeners know, I'm very content and very happy and super, super excited for like everything that's about to like... Everything that we're doing, like I'm just really excited yeah. for it, and I'm excited to like be there for our baby and like watch him grow up and and you know have a huge part in that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and just be able to just see everything that we're doing and like be a part of it in a yeah. sense. I don't know if anything that I said truly makes sense. Yeah, no, but it
0: makes sense. Yeah, I'm but just at the end of the day very like,
1: excited. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it comes back to how it's like you know. Okay, so say it's graphic design. Like there there might be a better graphic designer out there for the job but you're the best father for blue. Mm-hmm. You know? So like that's that's what it comes down to for me. Like when you're trying to think about your priorities, like who's the best person for the job?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, if
0: it's you, that's great. If it's somebody else, delegate. Wow.
1: And do I even have time to do If it's you, you do that's do it. great.
0: If it's someone else, delegate. Oh, shit. Ooh. Yo, you
1: should be a rapper.
0: Ooh. you're even
1: wasting your time.
0: Hot fire. Uh um, <laughs> <laughs> bars. Yeah. Um... Just straight bars. <laughs> So, I mean, that's, I think that's a good, that's a good place to end because I feel like we had, honestly, I think we're starting to delve into a very different topic right yeah. now, but I still do want to make like a full podcast episode about kind of this season that we're in right now. You can follow us at Needs and Deans. I am your girl Neans. And I'm
1: Dan's Day off.
0: And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye-bye.